Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zaya. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yeah. yeah. Lo mejor en Miami, bro. You already know. They're going to yeah. shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city, bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? Am I everything? I'm still lost. I me too. I don't know Yo, what's going on. Yo, I still want to listen to it, though. It's Zaya Cash, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down. 305 Miami shit. Yo, 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 it's MIA Radio. Yes, sir. What's good? We're back for another episode, episode 130. 130. Here we are. We 1.30 a.m. We had to, on 316, eh? On 316. I was, I was going to wear it. <laughs> I was going to wear it. I might wear it later. We had to bring a special guest in, bro. Uh, 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 how do you say? Uh, would you say a colleague? Oh, obviously a DJ colleague, friend, but also has his own p- Miami-based podcast. Yeah. Fellow Potter. Fellow Potter, there Pod we go. Gang. That's, that's what I was Pod looking gang. for. We got the one and only Casey Chomps, boy. Casey in the building, bro. What's, What's going on? Good? How's everybody? It was good. Chilling, man. MIA Chillin'. on the... Oh, I'm sorry. Miami on the rocks, right? Yeah. Miami. Yeah. MIA. This, this, this is, is MIA, MIA, MIA on the rocks. rocks. It, yeah. It's a little MIA on the rocks. We got to stick together, the, the Miami Pod family. I'm telling you. I, we were talking about that the other day, like, because now we see a, a couple more popping up here and there and, and people doing, like, consistently and, like, yeah. oh, we got to, like, start... Getting on each other's pod and like blowing that shit up. Yeah, man. I feel like we're slept on like as a market. You know, like oh, most 100%. media comes yeah. out of like New York and it's, right. it always has like an East Coast up north perspective, yeah. you know, and it's like. Yeah, Miami. I mean, Miami, it's not that Miami's forgotten, it's just kind of put aside. And I don't know, it's, it's, it, it kind of bugs me. I mean, it should bug all of us, but it's, right. it's kind of weird. Like, the, like you said, the delivery. I don't know. Is it is there because there's not like a huge key player or I don't know. But I always see like on the East Coast and the West Coast, like you said, New York and L.A., like everyone that has a pod, like especially the comedians and they're always on each other's shit. I'm like, yo, like we don't do that here yeah. at all. Everyone just has their own kind of thing. And then sometimes here and there we'll get on. But like we should always be constantly right. just on each other's pods. Like, right, right. One plus one equals three, bro. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, I mean, I was I was on. Oh, that's right. That was, yeah, and that was last week's episode. That's right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're you had the blue hair. You switched it up. Hair. I'm switching <laughs> for the green for this one. How how often you switch the hair up? So I was you trying to schedule? do it. Well, last time that I did it, I wanted to gauge to see how long I could like it looks decent for, and it's about a month. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm gonna take a little breather. You know, like let it grow normally, and then we'll go back. But my good. mom was like, my mom's in town, and she was like grabbing it and touching it, and she's like, "Oh, you're already." She's like, look, it's already thin. And I'm like, no, mom, it's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, I have nappy ass shit, but. Diplo's coming at you, bro. Yo, he he, he tried me, dog. He coming tried after me. everything you work for, bro. He tried me, dog. <laughs> Literally, when I changed it, he got on it, bro. And that he's been changing it. I think it was, I think it was low key creeping on your profile, bro. Maybe. I mean, a bunch of people tagged me, so we'll see. I got to like expose my hair before I worry about coloring it. Like, <laughs> I got to get the best of first guy, huh? Yeah, bro, I'm hat fish. But uh, anyways, bro, (laughs) 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 let's get off Kaz's hair and get into the story of Casey Chops. Yeah, bro. bro. Tell us, tell us, break it down. I mean, I'm I'm interested. I always say like the origin stories because like I I, I mean, for the most part, we kind of came up. Well, he was came from another state, but I kind of came up with all these DJs. But then there's some that are like I just never connected with early on. And then I see them doing their thing. And I'm like, yo, but how did this guy like start DJing? Because I don't even. 
No, like, like where'd you, where'd, like, where'd you originate? Um, well, I went to school in West Broward, and during high school, all I cared about was basketball and making beats. So I thought I was like cool and Dre with my boy back in high school and shit, and we were just making a lot of beats. And my mom does radio on the country station on Kiss Country for thirty years. Oh, okay. They let her go during the pandemic, by the way, after thirty years, which was wild. But um, so I grew up around radio, and I was like, man, you know what? I want to be around music because all I cared about was making beats. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to, um, my mom was like, I could try to get you an internship at Power 96, which is in the same building as my station. So I'm like, that would be cool. So I get an internship at Power uh, during high school and I would go there um, after fourth hour and I would answer the phones for Lucy. And the first day I'm there, Fabulous walks in. I'm like, holy shit. And I have my little beat tape. All I care about yeah. is getting this beat CD yeah. to freaking artists and shit. Um, and then and then they're like and then zog is the one who like was like my my, my boss at the time and, and he's like yeah you know this is the station you're gonna answer the phone you're gonna tally requests and at five o'clock i'm gonna go into this room and i'm gonna dj and i'm gonna like mix i'm like okay whatever that is like i never really knew about djing really i just cared about beats and shit and the first day i go and i watch him in the mix room do the traffic jam and i'm like okay i'm watching him in bro it was literally the first day i was there was the first day he used serato wow, wow. Yeah, so I'm here, like, he's like, bro, I'm kind of nervous, this new computer equipment, like, I'm not using records. Wait, like, this is 2007? Seven? I was going to say six, six, seven. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. when everybody was. So I'm watching him use Serato, I'm just there, and I'm used to, like, chopping up samples from making beats at the crib, you know, cool, yeah. uh, cool edit and audition and shit. So I'm watching him DJ, and I'm watching this computer program with, like, waveforms going and shit, and I'm there, like, okay, this looks familiar. And I'm watching what he's doing, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, why are you using headphones? Yeah. Because I could see the beats and I'm like, why don't you just match it with the beats, you know? Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, bro. So after that first shift at Power, he does the mix. And I get off at six after Lucy's shift and I go into the mix room by myself when no one's in there. And I'm there. Like, he's got his computer still set up and I'm there just like kind of fucking with it. Like, watching first the thing. things. Yeah, bro. Like, just. <laughs> and then I'm like, damn. Like. I didn't know if I was going to take it serious or not, yeah. but then every day I would just watch him like do the mix and shit and just learn. And then I finally bought a computer and um, I was like, damn, I want to start making money because I was interning at the time, yeah. you know? And I was like, let me just learn this shit. And I was learning with no headphones, bro. Just focus on blending, blending, yeah. blending. And then it came to the point where my, ball, I, uh, my boss was like, yo, I want you to learn from the best. I want you to learn. Um, you have a background in commercials and being able to edit and all that shit. Uh, we have an opening to work for the morning show with DJ Laz. And I'm like, oh, shit, I never met Laz before up until that time because he was in the morning. I was in right. the afternoon. I met him and, bro, his presence, like, it was just like a masculine presence. He commanded the room. I was like, holy yeah. shit. And I just started working under him, bro, and then watching him DJ and learning how he does it and just picking it up. And, and I wanted to be on the radio, but I knew it was going to take a minute. And I was just perfecting my craft DJing. And then I finally, you know, my first gig, I was like, I'm ready to go. It was at Nocturnal with Jake Oof. Infamous. You Oof. know, <laughs> Jake was the first, you know, promoter who put me on. And and I was just doing that at the time, bro. Just working for Laz and 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 um and DJing on the side on the weekends. And um, yeah, man. And then it, it came to the point where I wanted to get my shot on the radio. They wouldn't let me, you know, go on the radio. I was like, damn, what the fuck? I would listen to them do the live broadcast. I'm like, all right, I got an idea. I'm going to go to 90 Degrees. I'm going to go to this guy named Pablo that I met 
and he wanted to do a live broadcast. So I'm setting it up with him. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to put you as the DJ. I'm like, this is perfect. So I go to the radio station. I'm like, look, I have this guy who wants to pay 3K a month to do this live broadcast, but he wants me to be the DJ. So they yeah. had to put me on the radio because I brought the account to the yeah. station, you know? So that was my first time DJing on the radio was on the broadcast. Oh, shit. So that's my first time really like DJing for real was on the radio in a club. You know, do they crazy. do those anymore? No. Nah, bro. And those shits were lit, bro. I remember like, hearing that. I remember, like, bro, I remember so being sick. a kid. And coming to Miami and listening to like iguanas live from iguanas that like, was on wild, power. Right? That shit was so lit. And you would hear the crowd and and you're like the in engine. a car and you're like you hear the fucking. And you kind of hear the DJ getting a little tips. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, the, the, the vibe would change and everything. Bro, like, the engineer used to fucking can I curse? The engineer yeah, used to get a, a ladder before the broadcast and go to the middle of the club, set up a ladder, climb the ladder, and hang a microphone in wow. the middle of the dance floor. No bro. way. It sounded so, so crispy, bro. And bro, that's where I I think my style developed from. That's what was my goal to get people to sing because yeah. you would hear it on the radio on 90 degrees yeah. in those big rooms and, and yeah. boulevard and shit yeah. so my whole set I'm putting the volume down and you're hearing it on the radio so that's kind of like I would say my whole style comes from like watching DJ Def bro yeah. do a live broadcast and that energy that he was able to bring with the crowd singing and shit bro and that kind of fire like, that's crazy about the mic because bro I, I remember that shit even I remember even not so long ago probably like 2010 11 hearing the when they would do the dance hall stuff mm -hmm. on the radio like late night it w they would get into some i don't know from where or whatever but it was like the dance hall shit and that shit would be lit too like just the energy on on like off a club listening to it live is always different like, yeah it's always nice. it's, it sounded so good it's even back then when like the technology wasn't what it is now yeah. i was like yo and no other market had that bro yeah. la wasn't doing that new yeah. york wasn't doing that no like yeah. uh, the broadcast in miami yeah. were i was wondered that like i didn't because we grew up listening to that i was like i thought that was the norm i thought like oh every now and then the stations do it live from the club yeah, yeah. bro they were at a club one time seven days a week <sighs> crazy insane. bro insane you know and then that's where i come from two hour sets too yeah. you know what i'm saying like djing for two hours getting paid you know at that time four hundred dollars right you know and then you know it's like five hours i'm like wait is this allowed like oh, five we're gonna, hours we're gonna like, talk about yeah, that we're, yeah. we're gonna get into it but wait so you you started djing you were off the rip no headphone djing yeah and you but you you weren't since you didn't come from djing you were like already like oh this makes more sense to me you yeah, were because i came from the production background of editing samples and being able to see the music and the lines okay this is the downbeat edit take out this four bars of the sample yeah. put it in my fruity loops and you know so i already knew like seeing the waves where the beats were and everything and i'm like yo just line up the clap line up the kick line yeah. up the downbeat like i think know? that was the first thing i noticed in serato too and i was like why don't people I mean, just visually mix, and then people kind of started getting it. But I mean, obviously, the more you know the music, the more you can do it once you know the music. It's and not like start like that. You yeah, know? it just but, depends how. But that's you weird. That's wild right to hear it like that. Yeah. That you know that that I, that mentality came to me way later on. I was like, well, why don't I just do this and this? And, and that? then I realized I did need headphones to like check certain cue points and no. shit. And to like, but for the most part, mixing, I wasn't using the headphones. Mm -hmm. I was just. And did Zog or Laz ever tell you? All of them. All of them. But like, it was blasphemy. Like, why yeah. are you usually like, why aren't you put on the fucking headphones? And back like, then, too, back then, it was still like DJ, like, you know, like, you got to keep the fucking rules, you know? It's yeah, like, DJ when Laz would let me mix on his morning show, bro, I felt like I wore, wore headphones yeah. and pretended just to use right. them. Just to so, to, to not. Well, I, yeah, but it goes back to like, how did you come up? How did you learn? Because even to this day, even though I'm, I'm doing like a super chill, lax gig, where like it's corporate no one's like listening no one's whatever but like i just cannot not 
like check my headphones yeah like it's just because that's how i learn so like i like even if i'm looking at the waves no one even cares i have to just do that double check right with me before. it's when i turn it on and yeah. sometimes i like i like test myself and be like all right how long am i gonna go in this gate with no headphones and it from and, <laughs> and coming and it's like hour and a half and i'm like oh fuck all right i got let it. me get my headphones yeah, 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 yeah. And coming from radio like being clean is super important yeah. so at the end of the day i still had to be clean you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. like you got to sound super clean on the radio like and and I started on CDJs too. Mm. I picked up vinyl probably like an a year and a half into learning how to DJ too. First time I touched vinyl, I'm like, okay, this just feels weird. But then mm. as you get used to it, you're like, wait, this is better. But mm. you always were off rip Serato. Mm. Yeah, yeah. But that I I never carried a crate in my life. I yeah, me neither. Uh, I I carried like at one point ten records for like six months just as backups. But I never I was just right off the the edge of like the whole record thing i was yeah. using cds and then serato came out so after a year of like pretending i was a dj i bought mm -hmm. serato so I, didn't, I never needed that yeah mm -hmm. but it's interesting like you're only off serato so you never were exposed to the vinyl the cd but that actually might be a benefit of like you learned from when it came out to now. Yeah, because yeah, you're, yeah. you're not you're not on the on the DJ nerd culture bible of like you know we have to a purist. Uh, you I, know, gotta, I never exactly. understood that because I was no that like, concept bro. that concept that concept to me is is so ridiculous because like I started on vinyl but I started as a hobby DJ and I had you know right. my craze and I learned how to mix by ear and everything and then. When Serato came out, I was like, all right, now I can do everything I've always wanted to do. Yeah. And it's like that. Oh, well, like you would come mm -hmm. to the club. I came to the club with like a Dell computer, like a break one time. And, <laughs> and homie was still with like the 10 crates and his homeboys helping him. And he was like, I could tell he was kind of like hating salty just because I was like had a computer now. But I'm like, bro, it, it makes a lot more sense. Like, you, you look at this totally. mission. You're I feel like that, like, uh, for example, like artists who are good at drawing. Mm -hmm. These new kids are probably just going to be lit on an iPad. Yeah. And it's like, why are you going to draw on paper? That's so old school, you know? But like, bro, this technology is a whole yeah, new yeah. thing. Like, well, you know, like. Yeah, you got you to adapt. It. You got to adapt and keep moving and, and be on it. So from from that time on the radio, you started doing all these stuff, all the, the remotes and everything. And where did, where did that go from there? And when did it like. Okay, so when I was working with Laz, in my back of my mind, I'm like, bro, I got to branch off and do my own thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so Laz left, ended up leaving. The night dude went to mornings. They had an opening for the night show. Jill was the PD at the time. And I'm sending her my... And at the time, I was doing uh, overnights on the weekends, too. Like, the, the, the graveyard shit. Mm -hmm. So um, I would give a beat CD to the program director to try me out, Jill Strada, and she wouldn't give me a chance. Damn. And she would try out all my friends. Fergie Springer, everyone. I'm like, yo, why isn't she giving me a chance? She's trying everyone out for this night show except me. And I'm like, damn, what can I do to get a shot? I'm doing Friday night mix show at the time. Rick Ross drops a song called Three Kings with Dre and, and um, um, uh, Jay-Z. Oh, yeah. and, 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 I, and I call Lex, who's Ross's manager, one of Ross's guys. I'm like, Lex, this song just dropped while I was on the air. Um, I want to play it, make it a movie, and and I would love to interview Ross. Is Can I do that? Is that possible? He's like, yo, I'm actually with Ross right now. We're in Pittsburgh. I'm going to have him call you when we're done with dinner. I'm like, bet. So I'm on the radio. He calls me, and I'm doing, I do an interview. I play a song. I'll run to the Vox Pro, record the interview. Then I'll be like, Ross, hold on. I'll mix another song, then run back, finish the interview. And I had like a 15-minute interview. I had to edit down to like five minutes, all while I'm on the radio doing this wow. shit at the same time. I do it. I call Jill Strada. I'm like, look, I have this interview done. She's like, you have an interview with Rick Ross. I'm like, yeah, the song just dropped. It's going to be crazy. I want to play the record, do the interview. 
She's like, yeah, go ahead if it's done. Da, da, da. So I play it, Ross reposts it, Twitter, da, da, da. it goes crazy. And then I come in Monday with my demo, like, please give me a shot. Like, can I? She's like, okay, you got a shot to do the night show. She's like, you're on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. She's like, yo, you sound good. The consultants like you too. You're going to be on next week too. I'm like, cool. Then I'm on next week. They're like, yo, we really like you. You sound good. You're on indefinitely. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do it. And I'm doing a full time gig for part time money. They're not giving me my contract yet. So they're like, they fly in. Fat man scoop for a week, then I fall back. They try him out. They don't like him. You're back on. Then I'm back on for a week. Then they fly in some white dude from it's Kansas the same, City. Then I fall it's back. It's the same then, club. It's the same club shit. It's the same. Yeah, club yeah, bro. Literally so trying people on, but they're not committing to me. But I'm doing ninety yeah, percent yeah, yeah. of, of the, You know, you're the resident. You're the resident that that never that never headlines, but you're yeah. headlining in the end because you're picking up everybody else's. Yeah. Fucking so crap. finally, I'm hearing that yo, they like you. She's about to give you the job, and then boom, they fire her. Damn. I'm like, wow. So now I'm in like a purgatory with no fucking PD and right. I'm doing this shit, continuing to do this shit for fucking minimum wage. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like the night show on Power 96. Yeah. So then I'm getting, you know, they're like, yo, the new guy likes you. Da, da, da. His name is Pio, who's the PD of Hot 97 right now. Mm. He's like, he likes you. Da, 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 da. And he comes in and he gives me the night show, but he splits it up. It was a seven to midnight show, but he made it a six to 10 show and a, and a 10 to two show. So he made the night show two slots, mm. put Evie there the night and put me late night. Still gave me a contract and shit. Right. I was doing that. And then um, they f- moved these, they hired these white guys, bro, like from Wisconsin, like top 40 guys. And they took, Power 96 always used to be like the hip hop station for like Spanish people, I mm-hmm. guess, you know? But they made, they started bringing these top 40 guys in and diluting the culture, killing this the was, power culture. And this bro. was, and, and I mean, this is me being a fan of power for 30 years. This was them trying to adapt to like the EDM ish, kind of like. Right, well, Power is still playing like '80s at that point too. I yeah, remember. they would always play like in the '80s and '90s. In the, in the, the, I remember. I even remember the, the, the lunch break was in the early 2000s. Was like a lot of mashups and '80s yeah, and so, all that crazy so shit. Mixing, you're talking about the mix shows that mm-hmm. accounts for like what 15% of the radio, but the other 85% of what you're hearing is programmed the music, mm-hmm. and you could be. Top 40, which is white. You could be urban, which is black. And you could be rhythmic, which is kind of in the middle. Mm. And power was always in the middle. They would pull the right. five biggest records from top 40, the five biggest records from urban, and sprinkle like the top three like Latin records. And that was like the Power 96 sound. But when these guys came in and wanted to make it top 40 from like Wisconsin and shit, yeah. they're like, we can't play this hood shit. Da, da, da. Power 96 was like top 40 during the day, kids, parents, and school and yeah. shit like that. And then at night, we would get urban. We would get like, we would play Waka Flocka and we yeah. would play the type of shit because listening gets urban at night in Miami, which is why 99 Jams was always, uh, when they seven. we went top 40, 99 Jams went shot up number one. Mm. And I'm heavy number two, making bonus every single ratings book, but they wouldn't allow me to play hip hop music at night. And I'm telling these guys like, bro, please, can I play some hip hop to catch 99 Jams? I'm number two, mm. let's get to number one. They're like, we can't do that, Chops. They're giving me analogies. Burger King doesn't sell pizza. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> so then I just got, I wasn't into it anymore. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And this dude took me off the radio, bro, um, for a month. Three things happened that made me quit power. That, number two, endorsements. There mm-hmm. was a company saying like, yo, we want Chops to do this endorsement, but I was a part-timer technically. And I, at the time when he took me off the night show and they didn't, they were cock blocking endorsements. Meanwhile, the sister station, the part time employees are getting endorsements. So it's not a company policy. It's you that's blocking my money. Then they took me off the radio for a month completely. I um did American Social. I started that Sunday brunch party there, right. and Paul was paying me good. And I was like, bro, 
I'm gonna go back to radio and do a Sunday afternoon yeah. when I'm making, right. you know, right, 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 didn't right. make sense there. And then the third thing that really pissed me off is I was doing interviews, you know, and Ken, Ken Jones got signed to um, We the Best. Mm -hmm. So I go to them. I'm like, yo, uh, this guy named Ken Jones, uh, Cal is hot on Snapchat right now. He signed a Cal, Cool and Dre. I'd like to interview him. Um, I'll bring my own camera crew. That yeah, chops, go ahead. You could do it. They give me the approval. I bring Ken Jones, get my own interview. We do the interview. And then after it's done, I'm like, hey, uh, here's the interview. It's ready to go. And I think when they heard Ken Jones, they thought he was going to be like some white dude or some shit. So they yeah. see the Ken Jones interview and dude got golds and shit. Right. Like, Chops, we can't, we can't air this. We can't put this on the YouTube. It's This is urban. This is a 99 Jams thing. I'm like, you just gave me the approval. This guy is yeah. scorching right now. I'm like, all right, whatever, bro. And I'm tight. So what happens two weeks later, three weeks later, that record he Blows has up. goes top 40. It crosses over to top. Now Y100 is playing it. They're like, Chops, let's get that interview back, please. That We want to post it now. I'm like, yeah. yo, fuck out of here. Yeah. I quit Power 96 with tears in my eyes bro i couldn't do it those dudes destroyed the culture bro like yeah and i think there was i think that there was a big impact on power for a while like mid 2010s like it just kind of died off you know like and and you know I'm, I'm i'm involved with them too and i'll i've told me this you know everybody knows like they and he came they brought him back to try to like bring that shit Mijo's back to the life. shit bro yeah, Mijo, i Mijo's, wish i was still there only yeah. because of him but like i was there for the regime before they, that yeah, destroyed exactly. everything. They, you know, brought they, him, they brought him to like bring that shit to resurrect that exactly. shit, and it's, and he's still going against the grain with a lot of shit. You know, we had a show with him and everything, and like it's it's, it's that like terrestrial it's radio. Crazy because you, know? like, you were like trying to push the quote unquote envelope in your own like vibe and doing interviews and stuff. Which like now you see the radio stations like almost converting their things into podcasts and doing more long form right, shit. And you were like, right. yo, I'm telling you, this, 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 this. Because you were doing that shit. I mean, you have, I, I, I remember seeing the one with Kendrick. Bro, they came in one day right. and was like, bro, some guy named Kendrick, because I'm a part-timer. I'm like the sixth man on the right. bench, you know? Some guy named Kendrick Lamar is here. All the full-timers that are like, oh, who the fuck is that? Well, I don't want to interview him. I'm here like, are you serious? Yeah. I'll do it. Right. That's how out of the loop people in the radio, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and I it's did so the weird that radio's like so corporate, and there's so many like that's what ruined it, dog. Yeah, like you would think that it's something that would be more like forward thinking or like open to like, yo, let's fucking try to do this, see what happens. Like, but that's why Power was always in the lead because it wasn't corporate; it was owned by Beasley Broadcasting, which was like a small company, mm -hmm. so they didn't have they could move around and do things without getting corporate clearance. But then they sold Power, sold it um, from Beasley to Inter or to CBS, and once it became cbs they moved these white dudes down and that's where it got bro corporate diluted the culture and just destroyed it and i was like i can't do this it was killing me to work for them yeah. you know like but where'd you get that like you like your first week on the radio you're like yo i got this interview with ross like what's up like where'd you get that like not drive but like yo because i like for, especially when i was younger back then first week on the radio i'd be like yo i'm gonna play it safe let me not rock this boat let me just try to get my mixes clean like Boom, it, but you were like, nah, like, I'm, I'm a... Girl. No, I was doing weekends at the time, like, every Friday, consistently on the radio, but I finally got a shot. I finally saw an opening to get a full-time slot, and they you. wouldn't try me out. So that was just an idea that I had, like, damn, bro. You like, were like, all right, well, what else can I bring to the table? What what value can I add to myself? Yeah, and, and like, I'm the guy who of... was outside in the streets meeting Ross's manager, like, right. doing these events, doing the clubs, while everyone on the radio was, like, you know, got a kid, they're domesticated, yeah, doing they're the, not outside. You doing know? the motion, doing, I mean, doing the job literally yeah. doing the job not the career you know like 
different thing, you know? Yeah, I, I had a vengeance because I knew what power, well, I knew what it could be, mm-hmm. you know? Like, shit, like, we don't know who Kendrick Lamar is. That pissed me off, bro. Yeah. Things like that pissed me off. Yeah, it's such a huge disconnect. ASAP Rocky, they didn't know who the fuck they didn't. I'm like, I'll do it, bro. I'll get it on World Star. I'll blow it up. And they didn't see the value in it, even the PDs. I'm like, bro, mm-hmm. do you know what World Star hip hop is right now at 2010? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, bro, like, and, this is on World Star, millions of views. And World Star, view, back- what's a view? Like, millions of views. Who World cares? Star I'm was, like, bro. World Star was bigger than Instagram back then. Yeah. Like, in the, in the, the morning routine. In the Every music day. world, you know, in the music world. But back then, it was like, all right, what's on World Star? Boom. So, so you left uh, power and then th- that left a sour taste in your mouth. Did you try Were you like, oh, maybe I'll try another station or maybe or you no, were like, nah, I'm done I, already. <laughs> this is what happened when I left power. I never went to college. I was never able to leave Miami. So that time when I left power, I moved to Colombia. Because when I when I left power, that's when the reggaeton was coming back. Mm. That's right when they're like, yo, this guy named Jay Balvin. I'm like, wait, people are listening to reggaeton again? And my boy took me to Cartagena for the first time. And I'm there like around like beautiful women and I couldn't speak to them. And I was mad. This I was is, like, I couldn't is, get my jokes this off. This is the birth. This is this the is birth. origin story. This yeah, is the yeah. birth of a Tito Blanco right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The birth. This is where the Latin roots come. This from. is the birth of El Tire Blanco. <laughs> yeah, so I saw like when I quit power, I saw I'm like, okay, this new Latin shit is about to be different. And I moved to, and then my boy took me to Colombia, and I came back. I'm like, all right, he took me to Colombia. That shit just changed my life. I see this Latin shit bubbling. I don't work for radio. Now's my chance to leave and like do something, like go to my college, like leave, you know. Yeah. So I moved to Medellin for like three months. Took Spanish classes. Met a homeboy over there who was DJing in Parque Lleras in Medellin, and I DJed a couple times over there. The Clevelander, thank God, the Clevelander at the time, which let me leave for two months mm-hmm. and then still keep my job. Brick was like, you could do your thing. I came back like one weekend in between and, and DJ, but they get, I got my blessings from them too. Right. So I was able to go to Colombia and really like, you know, see another culture and see. And then when I came back from Colombia, I went heavy on the Spanish classes, bro. I did this thing, baseline.com. You pay $100 a month and you could do unlimited Skype sessions with teachers in Colombia. So you could do a 30 minute block or an eight hour block. Bro, I was doing like seven hours a day talking wow. to, on Skype with the teachers. Bro, your but Spanish how, is so better how, than how, mine. How, but how, how were the teachers? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. huh. That sounds like a no, bro, way better experience than yeah. like, uh, what, what are those, uh, the app called? Dude, Rosetta, like, Rosetta Stone? Yeah. Yeah. I tried to do that shit too. That shit doesn't help you, dog. Well, wait, which one? Duolingo or some shit. Oh, that like you, where you like talk yeah. to people, right? And like, oh no, no, Duolingo. Oh, yeah. oh, there, there was the famous one that like everyone would use. Rosetta Stone. Duolingo. Rosetta Stone. Oh yeah, yeah. Rosetta too. Stone yeah. was like the. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get Rosetta Stone, bro. You yeah. want to learn Chinese? I just downloaded that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then nobody would ever fucking. They do it for like a week. Help you, know? you bro. No, learn no. a language at all, bro. That yeah, shit. You gotta like talk. You gotta have, like have the like, conversations and experience with the. Yeah, with the talk person. how the people actually talk, bro. Yeah, because I, I was like, I'm like, is this, is this dude Latin, American? Like, I'm not, you're an enigma, yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. I was just like. <laughs> Which is good, actually, for Yeah, what it helped do. me, bro, because I grew up, dude, like, in, in the live power days, I was doing the hood shit, like, 90 Degrees Boulevard. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, let Chops do the hood shit with Def. Like, me and yeah. Def, the two white dudes, like, let them yeah. do the hood shit, bro. They'll survive. So, I was doing the hood shit, and then I got into the Latin shit heavy. So now it's like my my gigs right now. It's like, bro, I'll do brick, like the hood shit. Then I'll wake up and do a copper blue brunch, four hours Spanish. So it's like I'll flip between both worlds. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, which is crazy. Like, I mean, you kind of have to. I I play some of the hood shit. Like, yeah. And people look at me like, wait, you play this? And I'm like, yeah, fuck with Lil Dirt. Like, you like know I'll I mean? do a party where it's like all black one, like brick. And then I wake up and it's all Spanish at copper blues. Like, you know, so it's like a complete opposite. Yeah. Like I try to like. You know, then I'll do like the Fort Lauderdale college white kid shit, even though I think I'm 
they ain't four lauderdale not fucking with me right now nah, <laughs> i think bro. i said something in my podcast about four lauderdale parties and they heard it really what'd you say any names but like i don't think they fuck with me anymore what'd you lauderdale. say is this the I mean, we we, probably we, just some hey, stupid we shit. love for a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love for a lot of them. Speaking of, I'll be back at Sway on the 29th. Yeah. Shout out to the Morton Hospitality. Shout out to everybody yeah. up there. Shout nah, but for I feel like Fort Lauderdale is like its own world. Like it's like a whole different market. It yeah, feels like you Broward is its own time. world. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. Miami. When you go from Miami to Broward, bro, you're going to a different country, bro. Literally, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Nah, Broward. I mean, but in Fort Lauderdale, like, like kind of anything goes. Like a lot of the crowd in Fort Lauderdale is just like. Like rap caviar, white people, you know, like that's what we were talking before the podcast when mm. I was DJing at Pilos and it's spring break season and all these white kids are here, bro. I get anxiety when there's a lot of white people because I'm like, yo, what do I play? You know, I was like, bro, my little you, ha- you have like- to, bro, it's corny as it sounds like you have to, you know, you said Bon Jovi, bro, like that shit or like random house remixes that are rage old, crate. like yeah. the rage crate. Yeah, bro. Random old house remixes that are six seven eight years old or oh i forgot to play mo bamba last night yeah like, <laughs> that's what that's one of the records that crowd is like a younger version of like a vegas crowd that's what yeah. i like think of it as like they're just right when they walk in the door they're ready to party rage you, and they don't right. they barely have, have to, money you have to dumb it down bro. yeah you literally have to dumb it down to like whatever you think that if you would walk in and heard you playing and you'd be like man that's cheesy as fuck that's what you gotta play but Whatever it's, you it's would hard think for is me true. to like recall those records. I had insane. to build like a, I called it like the pop house crate yeah, bro. of like hello or what's the other uh <laughs> what else I have in that crate like the, I, love I love it, it bro I that was it, like yeah. dreams and nightmares last night yeah, when I played I love it. one yeah bro like so I have <laughs> bro, like a little... I love it heads with roll even uh whatever variation of the was it the calling the Sebastian Grosso oh. Uh, Reload, yeah, whatever yeah. new titanium, match. Titanium, all those. Titanium yeah. is in that crate that they sing. Like, well, that's why I like those gigs is you get to like bring those like maybe it might be cheesy, but like back then you're like, damn, I remember when this was like just coming out. And or now, like, or now there's even like I have a reload like the weekend. You know, the week there's some good pop house songs out there. Like the weekend has some good shit, and you know, side piece. You just gotta find like those edits you know that i'm just like, not in those parties yeah. that's my problem yeah. i'm always in like the deep miami shit i'm yeah. on my nights off i gotta go to places like fort lauderdale mm-hmm. and, and do my research but my ass goes to fucking la sanisa <laughs> and like in yeah, bajamundo like fucking but you you work like so what, six nights a week right uh, or six five, parties a week but i'm six. doing five nights uh, that's five. a lot yeah dog <laughs> you're in like the trenches this, i have like this anxiety bro that like it's gonna end so I can't stop. Yeah, you know like what a, I'm saying? Like, like in my mind, I'm like, yo, 33, I'm 33. And it's like, it feels like it's like it could end, especially after the pandemic, how yeah. that shit got stripped from us. Like I told, I actually told Conflict when I was talking to him about this, like the pandemic made me realize I wasn't going hard enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so then you take it all away and we're just sitting on our ass. I was like, oh, this is what the alternative is to not going hard. Just like sitting on my ass and doing what? Yeah. Like being on YouTube and like doing nothing. Uh, th- that I I saw it like uh, the on the other side of like, yo, I'm not going hard enough on, on other things besides DJing. Because mm. what if this shit just they decide that like, yo, DJing is not important. Like, fuck a pandemic. Like we just we're going to play Spotify or whatever, whatever yeah, yeah, the yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. But like I was like, damn, like. I've been going so hard on this. Like, I should, I need to start going hard on, on my other interests. Cause, like, what if this shit goes away again? What if there's another fucking nuclear war or pandemic? Yeah. So that's, that's dope. Everyone had their own perspective the way they processed yeah. the pandemic. But, but you say you had, because uh, you get anxiety, like, when you're not doing shit. 
Yeah, I, I don't know really. I, it's hard for me to relax. Like I don't know how to relax. It's yeah. an issue. Like I don't really watch a lot of TV. I have the same problem. Man, my Lori. phone is an addiction. I have a bad addiction to my phone. My screen time is at like 11 at 12 hours a day. That's <laughs> why. That's, that's fucking that's insane. That's that's a, that's a, but like, I'll consume content. Like I don't watch TV, so I'll be on YouTube on my right, phone. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we work. I mean, I. you know what? I think I think we all work from our phone, obviously. And we all, you know, have a good four or five hours, six hours maybe. Of like, <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah, the thing. I, I, like you said that. I'm like, oh, it's a lot. But then I think about like, yeah, but I'll have a like. Three podcasts playing in the background all day yeah. while I'm doing shit, but yeah. I'm not looking at it. But yeah. I'm like consuming like six yeah. hours. But yeah. then, but then while everyone's watching fucking Netflix, the hot series of Ozark, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not into that shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm there on social media trying to be connected, see what's going on. Like I'm obsessed I did with that the f- game, I, bro. Like, you know, I did that for a while where I wouldn't, bro. For years, I didn't own the TV. For years, I wouldn't even like people would talk about this shit. And I remember, I think it was like when Sons of Anarchy ended. I was like, yo. I watched like eight seasons of this shit. Like I could have spent that time like doing something else. But recently I've been more into like like all right, I'm gonna close my laptop. My laptop doesn't go in my room. I leave it over there and then let me turn on the TV. I turned it on last night and I fell asleep like twenty minutes. And that was just like a like when I turn it on, it's just like all right, my body knows that it's a shutdown thing. Yeah. I'm I'm this close to like locking my phone for a week and going a whole week without my phone. And I'm curious to see like the withdrawals I get. Oh, you like it's gonna get it, it, it could, yeah, it's gonna be an addiction. Like, but a you drug would have because at the end, it's but you know, you would have to. This is this is because if you're not on your phone, you would have to give your phone to somebody. You're, you're not to give your Instagram account to somebody or like yeah. whatever, because you can't be like on no phone and then fucking Grumman's calling you. You know, yeah, that's the thing. But you also, which is another perspective I got out of the pandemic, it's like you think. I that that's definitely true. Like you, you need to be kind of on top of your shit because you know, especially in this game, you don't know when someone's gonna hit you up or what opportunity might come up. But it's also I always would think that everything was life and death. Like yo, fucking, yeah. I need to be on my oh this email. I need, like it's yeah. a booking. I need to get it right now. No, 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 no. Like send the EPK. Da, 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 da. And then you realize when you slow down, like yo, like now nah, let's just chill. Right. Give it a day. Then I'll reply or let me think about it. Do I really want to do this gig? Do I really not want to do this gig? Da, 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 da. Right. But like we were like so in the fucking hamster wheel that you yeah. fucking that forget. Red, bro, it was like the beginning of November. I'm there eating at a Venezuelan spot with my boy, and I get a call from fucking Lenny from Only and Dade. I'm like, yo, what's up? He's like, yo, bro, you want to do live? I'm like, bro, I never did live in my life. You mm-hmm. get me? Like a dream, like randomly, like yeah. yo, uh, the Wednesday of Thanksgiving weekend, the biggest party night. You want to headline live? I'm like. Hold on, bro. I'm booked that Wednesday. I have two gigs that Wednesday yeah. already. Let me think. And I'm like, bro, okay. I, I hang up with it. He's like, let me know. I got to know right now. I got to know right now. I'm like, okay, I'm already double booked there. Da, 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 da. I'm definitely not going to be able to headline because I, would, I already told Tussies I would be there. I'm like, bro, tell him I could open and I have to leave right away at 1230. He's like, okay. But like the, the way that, like like you said, a dream can come out of nowhere on your yeah. phone. And you, mm-hmm. if you miss that, like if I would have missed that phone call. The way he is, yo, what the, tell me now, yeah. tell me now. He would have moved on to the next person, like, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's so. a double-edged sword because also the phone is just like, bro, the, the so, so many possibilities in your hand yeah. at any time. But that's the... I don't know. It's, yeah, it's weird. And you can't gauge it because I've had situations where I didn't check my phone for something or somebody was like, hey, you know, Instagram story, like, hey, looking for a DJ for whatever. And it's like, you know, those all the time. I didn't check my DM and this and that. And you, you think like that's changed where like i don't like i don't really post as much like my 
like, yo, look at me DJing at this club, and then this club, and then this club, and then this club, because it's like, I think also after the pandemic, I don't know, I feel that, like, people are like, yo, we get it, like, you DJ, that's cool, yeah. but, like, it's more of now the relationship, it's more of, like, you know, the, the what are you doing outside, not just showing them that, like, yo, I DJ at ABC Club. Yeah. I mean, half of my marketing and the per like one of the DJs I look up to the most is like Camillo, and I feel like I just try to emulate the way he markets. And he, I've never missed a post of a club before ever. Like even a brick, I've done bricks seven years, and every Saturday I will post that I'm gonna be at Brick. It's just something about watching Camillo do the way he does his marketing and branding that it's like he's just on top of it, bro. You know. So I've always been the guy to just make sure I get the post off no matter what. But, but you don't like that, that. That's a good way to look at it. like you post, but like you're you're more of you want to market yourself as like you're working, but like you don't really care if people like it or not. No, no, no. I mean, I'm not, and I'm talking about a story post. Oh, okay. I'm, okay. Uh, I'm not, and um, and it's interesting, bro. Out of all the messaging apps, whether it's iMessage, WhatsApp, and now Instagram is basically a messaging app too, bro. I feel like I'm messaging people for like business shit on IG. It's like oh, replaced sure. WhatsApp for me almost. For you sure. know what I mean? So I'm on IG a lot just to like message. Like I'm Copper Blues. I'm booking like these hosts, like influencers every Wednesday. I'm booking three. So I'm like managing these girls, making sure they show up, reaching out to girls. Hey, you want to host Copper Blue? Da -da 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 -da. Like, yeah. So it's like I'm using IG too as like a. Yeah, IG's a huge. I mean, same thing, bro. Like. And and something that I say all the time, bro, like people ask me, you know, how do you know so many DJs or like how how are you like because literally I'll be and and I'll see I'll be on Instagram story and so and so post something and they reshare and I'm like, oh, I know this guy, whatever. And I'll follow them or, you know, you kind of build that and something comes back around or like, you know, it's mm -hmm. it's, it's such bro. IG is such a huge platform because everybody sees what you're doing. I'm addicted to being connected to it. That's my issue. Mm. Like being connected to the game. Like you don't know what girl, what influencer, what promoter, mm. what DJ is doing this. It's like, it's like if I played basketball, I would be watching ESPN all day just to mm. see what's going on with basketball right. and the NBA outside of my it. games, you know? Like IG is the DJ sports center. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I love the game. That's the yeah. problem. I love the game of DJing. Like, I want to know where everyone's at. I know where you, I pretty mm. much know every single, it's probably weird to say this, nah, but I know, this, I know every single DJ where they're at, what their main gigs are, mm. what their main accounts are, what days they're here. But like, that's that's interesting because no. I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, I feel the same way too of like, I like the behind the scenes of like, or like we're yesterday we're in the office and like Brian's telling us a story of like how he almost had a boogie and then the guy was being a dick and it was mm -hmm. like like that fucking in the trenches sending emails yeah. hitting people up and like seeing shit confirmed but like after that like okay, the DJing is just like the the cherry on the top like you get right. to go to the gig and play music but like the the like knowing how nightlife works yeah yeah like that shit is dope yeah I, I feel you on that um but damn, but so you're just always on the Instagram connecting and always, bro. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. And then girls, bro. And then you got the girls thing. Instagram is like a dating app too. Yeah. You combine that with the dating app style, of, and it's like, I'm on that shit, bro. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I'm there saying, hey, I bro. I forgot what it was like being single on Instagram. Like that shit wasn't healthy. I, that, I remember that much though. Bro, opening and, the app you're i would say open it up like these new young girls these new 23 24 year olds that came out recently that just oh, dropped bro know. they're different than the 25 year olds when i, I was 25 bro these girls are with the shits bro <laughs> bro i'm telling yeah, you yo, zero games huh is it, well now i mean it's funny because last time we sat down the that mentality has changed now i have a girl yeah. Now I'm cuffed. Now is the time to be single. Now bro. I'm cuffed. I'm telling you. <laughs> wait, buddy, we're telling you. Dog, dog. Wait up. 
fucking two months ago we met, I was single and you were like, no, man, I'm trying to cuff, whatever. And I'm telling you, like, yo, since yeah. last time we talked, I got a chick now. Like, I'll follow everyone. Like, mute like, everyone. Like, you know, I put it I, this way. If you're lit the, right now, there's, there's never been an easier time to get a threesome. These girls are openly <laughs> bisexual. It's crazy, bro. It's literally crazy. That's what I'm saying. What I was, and I'm trying to I, I, not be this way. I'm trying to have a family. I want a family. I want to chill. Man. But yo, these girls are wild, bro. And that's what I'm. Well, what I'm getting at is that since the last time we talked, like, and I and I started dating my girl and everything, like, bro, you gotta just stop. I mean, I'm saying like I've I've seen the shit that you're talking about, but you gotta just tell them, yo, look, I've told some bitches off, bro. I told this girl like, yo, like, why are you talking to me now? How many times did I try with you? And now you ha- now I have a girl. You, you want to talk to me now? Because cool, have fun. Because these and girls. She was like, she was like, ouch. That was kind of rude. And I'm like, talk about it. Talk. You know, no, like, it's got <laughs> it's got to be told because these girls. I mean, I hate. Uh, we're gonna be transparent here, guys. Mm-hmm. Women. And that's yeah. gonna go away from being a DJ podcast. Go. Let's, go. Let's go. Let's go. It's Miami. Hey. It's my remember, men, Miami, bro. Men, our value goes up. Yeah. No, we ain't shit when we're 21 or 23. Right. We ain't shit. Yeah. And as we grind and get into our 30s, our value goes up. Women are the opposite. Mm. When they're 23, 25, they're the shit. They can go on yachts, but as they time goes on, their value goes down. Going so when you see that intersection of you going up and them going down, yeah. that's where it gets for Oh, now you see the, the tables have turned. I, you think know? Paul, I think Paul just woke up. <laughs> <laughs> that that's I definitely agree with you on that. But that's when like those women that are on the way down are like they probably base their success or their reality on their looks on their outside stuff yeah. but the the girls that which when you get older you're more into are the, the girls that, that become women yeah they that all are also coming up and they're not like yo they were peaking at high school type mm-hmm. shit where mm-hmm. now they're all like oh fuck like what am i doing but especially in miami where like that's almost like the majority of what like shit is based on it's like the looks the flashy the what do you what car are you driving all that i mean that's what guys find i mean but i think i think it's easier to like swipe away bro now i like I mean, in the last few years, it's it's more and more of like I see a girl and I'm like, "Yo, that's it, your ass." <laughs> yeah, like that's it, your ass, your <laughs> yeah. your ass and your nails. Like that's it. I'm but like, that's the thing. It depends. Like if you if you're trying to not be, do that, then you you know it's it's harder when it's in front of you and you're on Instagram, you're DJing five nights a week. You know, it, I, I get it. Hard. And these girl, bro, these girls have so much attention that they have no incentive to like up their character. You know what I'm saying? Like the ass and the yeah, nails, yeah. they're getting all attention with just that. They're like, yeah, this is all I have to do. But they're confusing guys that just want to smash yeah. with like actual real value. Like right. these guys won't, wouldn't wife you, but they just want to smash. Like you have to up your character and really put in work. But these mm-hmm. girls don't do that, bro. Especially in Miami. If they feel like they're getting DMs to be on a yacht, they feel yeah. like they've, they're, they're there they've already. Like, yeah, they're, they're achieving. They did like, it. They did it. It's, not, it, it but it's, <laughs> It gets to the point where it's kind of sad, you know, and like, like, bro, I know this girl that's my age, 37 years old, still on boats, still at the promoter dinners, still chasing athletes, like, and I'm like, yo, like, what's going? I mean, she still looks good. She's got now she has duck lips and whatever face physical shit she's done, but that's it. Like, I don't know who's going to take you serious at 37 on a boat. You feel me? Like, but these dudes are in their DMs, so they think they're doing, you know. And now, what's crazy is these twenty-five-year-old girls that are in their prime, that look pristine. The dudes that are their age, they're cornballs. They're yeah. playing video games. Yeah. They're not. They're not yeah. like so. They they have no options really. Yeah. So now, bro, I just 
I'm gonna be able to research. Cass, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a DJ that's gonna whip out two girlfriends soon. Watch, I see it. It's gonna happen because like the gap is widening to where like these girls, eighty percent of women are fighting for the top fifteen percent of men right now. You get me because there's no options. Trust me, I'm into I'm into like gender dynamics and the way the world is changing and all that shit. But you're gonna you're gonna be the Kobe Covington with the two chicks on the side, like you're gonna start incorporating your marketing. Yep. But then how are you gonna meet the girl? How are you gonna meet the family? that you're trying to build bro bro uh, a team you... of three is stronger than a team of two no <laughs> isn't it easier to have kids when you have a, like bro every woman every wife deserves a sister wife <laughs> clip that. yo that will bro yo you know how hard it is to take care of a kid by yourself imagine having a, a sister wife that you can relieve that pressure and you could take turns with the kids and all that bro i mean mm. Nah, I don't in, think so. in, in Latin America they have that, but it's the maid. But you're not, you're not fucking the maid. You know, it's like somebody else takes care. Bro, of a team kid. of three is stronger than a team of two, bro. Oof. I'm just trio. You, if you can make it work, and, and as a man, find a way to like emotion distribute that emotion equally, and not make a girl feel like she's better than the other. That's the key. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's wild. Make sure you screw. Make sure you <laughs> smash both of them really with the same passion, research. the same intensity. You know, you're really, you're really like. Yeah, but what happens? This. So you you you've done this research and these analytics, but then what happens in when as you get older, your values change and you're and maybe you're not DJing or you're not doing the same thing you're doing right now. What's gonna happen? What do you mean though? Like, like those twenty five year olds are gonna grow up. They'll be new twenty five year olds, but you're not gonna be the Casey Chops that you are right now. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to provide security. You know, like I'm gonna still be financially good. I don't see myself. You know, I'm gonna still be able to no no i, I don't have no doubt know. about that i'm talking about if you're saying that you want to build a family and have a uh okay a lot of it i'm just talking <laughs> shit like you know what i'm saying like i'm being a little like like you know but like half of me feels this way half of me is like you know i want to start a family but like it's tough when you're in the in the game like you said i think every guy if they could have two girlfriends they would choose to have two girlfriends no I'm gonna if, if, if your deny girl that allowed statement. you to have two girlfriends, eh, and said, "Let's you, what are you gonna not. say? No, I'm married, brother. Absolutely not. Right, but I'm saying, <laughs> trick question. If right your there. girl all of a sudden said, Zaya, I'd like to bring another girl into this relationship. I don't, I, I don't think no man would say no, right? But I don't think any woman really truthfully believes that, like that they're really open to that. They might, for in a situation, think that. That'd be enticing for you, but yeah. I don't think in the back of the mind they're like, I think "This it, is gonna I be think, great." I think it's in like a like a very enticing lust kind of thing. But then when it comes, when it's when the smoke clears, there's jealousy. Women are gonna be jealous. No, they're always gonna feel some type of way. Not if you treat them equally, bro. If you know. make one feel like one's better than the other, then yeah. We're going to have to have you back on to see if all For your real. theories uh, yeah, <laughs> came true. We could get into my... Uh, <laughs> check in, in in about what, like year and a half, episode 200. Oh, man. We'll, yeah. do, we'll do some I'm looking check-in. for love, bro. So what's what's good now? What do you have going on right now? You know, you said you have your five, you're working five nights. Um, when did the podcast doing come, Columbia, come in? The, going to go doing Columbia this week. Medellin, Friday, well, Let's talk about that and then we'll get into the, the pod. Urbana. Yeah, I'm excited to do that, bro. Um, yeah, man, I just uh, I um, I'm going to go there and, 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 and DJ and bring that South Beach vibe there. So right. not only am I going to like rock the mic, they're not used to that, but I'm going to have a meeting with the waitresses and make sure like there's bottle parades and kind of bring that South Beach vibe to the whole club. So kind of play DJ and manager and kind of be like, let's make the night go this way. And I want to call attention to bottle parades. You want to curate. And, and yeah, I want to I I make that whole because I want it to be a show. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to have a meeting with with the girls. I'm going to pay a couple girls to go and just uh, comp you a bottle. Make sure the waitresses bring the sparklers. Make sure I can call attention to it. Make sure I can make everyone feel good, you know, and kind of use that to get rebooked, you know, and right. like, rather than just go DJ. And, yeah, like, added value. Like, I mean, added value is always important, and especially into that market. You, you, you know, you said you've been there, you know people, and and they're they're taking care of you. So now you got to tell them, hey, this is what I'm really bringing. This is what else we can do. And then when you show off and they really realize that's when you, you know, hit them even higher. And you're like, all right, well, let's do it again for this. And yeah. let's try to do that. How long are your sets over there? Bro, an hour. Really? An hour Friday and an Super hour Saturday. Saturday. Holy shit. They paid for the f- two flights, the Airbnb, yeah. and da da da. Right, 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 right. The right. rate on top of that, but like they're they're there's like I always when I DJ to Medellin, I always did it for the super low because I felt bad. I was like, yo, they have no budgets out there. Mm-hmm. But my boy's like, no, who DJs out there? He's like, no, they got budget for like hit that. Like I'm like, hit right, him, hit him, that's fire. Everyone that listens to this podcast, you know, <laughs> see what you tag this week. For real, they're gonna. They're gonna <laughs> I, yo, find... I probably overspoke so many times and said shit I shouldn't have said. But like, nah, yeah. bro, but you know what? It doesn't matter. I I over talk all the time, but let's see if. Your connection, your relationship with that person is as tight as mine with them, you know? So, like, mm. you're tight in. You're, let, let them nah, talk. Nah, you're there you for know? a reason. It's, uh, it's not always, like, black and white like that. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think especially now. I think My now My boy in Colombia, when he came, he saw me rock brick, and he's, he, he never see, they don't see mic work like yeah. that. So, I'm there stopping the music, talking to them, getting the cheer. Then, when you throw the record, it it makes that record be All that right. much bigger because they just cheered before, you know what I mean? Yeah, and he's seeing, up. like, how that works. And, and he's like, bro, do that over here, bro. Do that over here. They haven't seen that before. Yeah, how, so, how long are the sets at break? Bro, I do four hours. And how do you feel? Let's, yeah. let's get into this convo. About- well, I, for, I forget the tweet or the the post, but what was it that you what was it that you said that uh, four hours? Not you didn't say it was too long. What was it? I forgot what what you said, bro. But the thing is, I forgot what I said too. But the thing is, I come from live broadcast, where it's yeah. a two hour set, and you're I, I I look at DJing like you could be a sprinter or a marathon runner and keep a slow pace. Live broadcast were two hours of sprinting, da da hits 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 hits. So when I DJ in my mind. And it's the same way I organize my crates. I think of the two-hour prime time slot that I'm doing, and I organize my crates into the power crates of what I'm going to be playing in that, what are the hottest records at that time in that two-hour slot. So anything before that and after that is opening or closing. I don't want to be, so like when I do Copper Blue, mm-hmm. I got to DJ for two hours before I turn it up. Yeah. So I'm there just chilling, bro. Fucking I'll put on a mix sometimes, right. just hang out. And then, boom, like at two o'clock, I'll go on stage, move the controller to the stage, and then start the show you know what i'm saying but i can't you can't make it a show for four hours it's impossible right it yeah i mean i think it has to be a different kind of format and there's a lot more ups and downs and a lot more ups and downs and it's just a controlled kind of you know like you just have to be i mean i'm not saying that you can or you can't it just like the way that i do it it's like Kind of the same thing, but you know, the first hour, two hours, you cruise, and then boom, you turn it on. So you got to make many shows right happen within the four and and hours. and and also know your pockets and know your sets and know everything. And and bro, for me, anything under three hours, I'm like, I'm not playing half of the shit I want to play. Really, anything under three hours, I'm like, yo, I actually like, get like almost a little anxiety. Anxiety, like, yeah. Like, I played this way the other week, and it was two hours. And then I'm like, it's like 1.30, yeah. and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, but See, that's where radio, the benefit of radio comes in. And yeah. the, I think radio shaped the whole way I DJ in a good way. A lot of people talk shit about radio, but the way rotations, and I, I take the same approach to DJing, the way rotations work on radio is you have five A records, 10 B records, 
and then you have records underneath that, right? Yeah. So the five A records are the five biggest records in, in, in right now. Right. We could we could five A records in Spanish. You know, we could come up with those five A records in in hip hop. Right. You know what I'm saying? We could come up with those, and those have to be those are my spades. If you play those are your spades, yeah. and you got to play those in that two hour primetime set. Then you have your ten Bs, which are like the secondary mm -hmm. records, and you got to sprinkle those before or after the A's. And so I take that same approach into into way i dj right. you know what i'm saying so that two hour set i'm playing those five a's i'm not playing them before or after and some people would say i sound repetitive but and people have that same claim on the radio sounds per, per, repetitive but you got to understand like when you're playing to the masses of people yeah. you're playing to the average person you're playing to people who are not music enthusiasts like us you yeah, know what i'm saying so so I'm gonna a lot of my sets I feel like sound similar, but that's because the A's are still the A's. Especially yeah, now they're not changed. Right. The A Peppa is still an A. Mm. I'm still playing. You know, like the Spades are still the Spades right now. Like, you know, fucking even hip hop is even worse. Yeah. Like, I'm too sexy is an A, even though it's not that doesn't give you that A response anymore. I don't think I, but I don't think I played I'm too sexy in like a month or like two really? months. Yeah. Like, but see, you have to because it's a new. It's an A right yeah. now. You know what I'm saying? That's where my radio mind comes in. Yeah. I mean, like, I play push and B. And like, you know, like, yeah. but, but that's why that that's radio why you, mentality of like, yo, we got to play this because it's an because a, you have but to, it's right. a hit right, right now. It. It's the most relevant record right now. You got to be in the yeah. moment too, you know. But it's just sometimes it's tricky depending the environment you're in because that a record could like kill a vibe if you have a certain thing going in the room. But if you're in a place where like, oh, it makes sense, like they just want to hear that record but and I, bounce. I also think I think that. In my perspective, in my mentality, I have A's that are classics. Like, like that, that would like be called that in radio. A, yeah. That would be considered a gold. A gold, gold right? Back right. Then, you know, right? But like, I put some of those golds on the A level. You know, right? Like the last couple of years, I think the golds golds have surpassed, surpassed the A's. A lot of the I A's, agree. right? Right. So, but if you don't play the A's, you sound outdated. You get me? So sometimes, right. I mean, like, and, and this isn't like you know, like. I mean, we could go through it. We could yeah. go through it. Like, what do you think are the, 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 let's say, three A's for English and three A's for Spanish? But, it, but you also have to look at it. It depends. Like, it depends where you're at because you think the manager gives a fuck if you play an A or gold. You could play whatever you want, but if you kill it for your whole set and the bar sales were up and energy was up, that's what they care about. Oh, I, I agree 100%. And, so, that's the thing, but, and, and that's the thing with, with like, a three-hour set. Like, you can be kind of outdated, but you're also playing, bro, like, I, I this week... I, I played Nardo Wake into the weekend, into fucking, you know, buy you a drink and like that shit. No, that, that's perfect. That's what I'm saying. Like, My point is that if you play for two or three hours and you don't play an A, you didn't do your job. Oh, if you course. missed an A, you didn't do your job. Well, in my opinion, somebody so told like, me, somebody told me they didn't play Peppas the other night and I was thinking, and I didn't play Peppas, I think the other night either. And like, I don't feel, and then also I say this, us as veteran guys, like, like a lot of those A's, since the gold are so much higher, a lot of those A's aren't even necessary because the crowd's still gonna rock. The but they're, they're, they're gonna rock. I I agree with you. In the same vein, you could say like if the crowd was a little stale and you didn't pl play A's, then it's like oh maybe they were more receptive to the known shit on the radio. Yeah. So it's got to be like a balance of everything. I think like because right. yeah, you could get away with not playing it, but sometimes like what you said, you're right. You like you kind of have to just. Depending to sound relevant to the time, yeah. you know, like like we could kill it and just play old shit, and to know? let them know, like yo, like I know what's hot, don't worry, right, like, right, right, right. See, and, that, and that's why I feel about about pushing P, like, bro, like I played it this weekend and it was like I was in Charleston, whatever, but then I played 
super gremlin and they were like that's a mind blown that's a that's a, a plus that's a a that's a capital a plus right now <laughs> and the reaction of people was just like 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 they were singing along but they couldn't believe that this guy that played the killers was gonna you know like but that's a whole nother combo yeah, but, but, that, like, but that's what i'm saying like you gotta let just like yo i played the killers but i'm not like don't worry i yeah. got you like like i base my set like every 10 minutes i'm gonna hit an a yeah but then it's what you play that's like your 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 right hand right. but then in the jabs it might be a gold right. it might be a push and p a b then right. boom to the kodak you know what right, i'm saying but right, right. i i it starts with the A's. I space my A's out. Right. I don't want to play them all too early or all too late. And then right. surrounding the records, I play outside of the A's. You know what I'm right, saying? To, right, to right. make those combos. Yeah, and I, that's 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 kind of. I mean, I think that's kind of everybody's mentality mentality in the sense of let me hit this, then this, and this. But I don't know. Like, I just I don't. And then sometimes I'm like, am I just old? And all these a, a lot of these A records are like I hate pushing P. Yeah, it's terrible. That song is so terrible, terrible bro. It's terrible. But like, you have it's like a B to me. But like you have to you have to play it yeah. to just sound on. Even if it's for a minute, you know what yeah. I mean. You have to play it and yeah. then go into fucking, you know, uh, even fucking trap queen or something. Yeah, yeah. Ass fucking Swag surfing. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> savior. But but your like your preference is the two hour set, right? Sprinting. I prefer to sprint. I could I could do the rhythm and vine five hour yeah. marathon and just rock with the MTV set, the golds and play. Yeah. That shit is fun to me too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you want energy, like maximum energy, it's gotta be condensed into a two hour two and a half hour prime time set where you yeah. could take all those spades, all your biggest records and throw them in that two hour pot. So you could go tra, 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 and, and hit them over the head back yeah. and forth. So there's no gap in the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's interesting. Cause then it also, then it, what plays into it is like, how come you get paid X amount for two hours, but you get paid X amount for five hours. But then you, you could argue both ways that you're doing more of a job with the five hours. But you could also argue like no, like no one's going to sprint like me in two hours and keep the shit popping. And that's been the key for me to distinguish to owners. Like, and, and I feel like I finally got that with Copper Blues. And this is exactly how you could ask for more money and separate yourself from the other DJs is that... They have to see a difference in energy, you know? So if that opening set, keep it chill on purpose. So then when you go ham and you pick up that microphone, you hit that effect, boom, and then now people are like, okay, now this is something different. And you just hit them over the head. They can, that energy is infectious. Like they could see it, bro. Like, you know, and that's where you could be like, you notice the difference, not like, to me, it's timing in the venues, like being able to like show them something that they haven't seen. Cause sometimes my shit doesn't come across like copper blue. The owner saw it. Holy shit. He's worth this brick. They saw it right away. So yeah. you can't, he's worth this. Cause they saw a difference in the way people sing in the energy. But sometimes it doesn't translate. Sometimes when I did like, uh, like, um, I'm trying to think of a, where I feel like it just, my style just didn't translate, bro. Like, like, um, uh, fuck. Like stu like Studio Twenty Three. Sometimes I feel like mm -hmm. it didn't translate, or like, like some of the beat, like Jones or Mokai. When yeah. I do Mokai, like I feel like it just didn't translate for some reason. Yeah, you know? it's, like, it's it's. I mean, and and to those, what I always say is like, you know, those are those are like niche. You know, I always use the chef like analogy. Those are like niche restaurants where like you go in for this, and you know, DJs that are kind of more open to cook everything. You know. No, but they're looking for the guy to make just these sushi rolls and and make whatever the chef, the, whatever the owner wants you to make. And it's like 
as an artist and as a type of dj in person to like be doing it there and like you gotta be a good dj but also how you interact with the owners like the 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 the, the dumb politics bullshit and the ass kissing and all the fucking loops and rings that you hoops whatever you gotta go through so it's it's i mean i don't i never feel bad about them i actually kind of feel i enjoy playing somewhere where they're like you know, this is not it. I'm like, but all right. Well, I, now I know. You I'm know, into like, places where now, where instead of me going to the hot place, I'm into places that don't. I could see my style working because they've never seen it, mm-hmm. like a copper blue. They never seen that style before, yeah. so I know it'll up the energy and they'll be like, oh shit. Like right now, I got my mind on like that cheese spot in Brickle. Yeah, I like you know, like I'm like, damn, if I could get in there, like, like I like going to the places that aren't popular right now that have a little potential that haven't had that DJ put on a show yet. Mm-hmm. Like the venue hasn't seen a show yet, yeah. you know, so. That's the places where I like look like where I target like to try to go, you know, to see what's what can be done. Yeah, I mean, and right now in Miami, like, I think a lot of the stuff is kind of stale too. So like, you kind of want to build that in somewhere that it isn't, where it's not just you know random taco place in Winwood or random taco place here. Right. You know, like you want to find something to to do you and grow more. You know, like so that's and you did that on, on Wednesdays, right at Tootsie's. Yeah, bro. So yeah, bro. So Tootsie's like, bro. I was DJing at Copper Blue, and I some waitress comes on the stage. She's like, "Yo, this guy wants to talk to you when you're done with your set." I'm like, "Damn, another mixtape, bro." This right, right, right. right. Hip hop, hip hop. So I go after and I talk to the guy. He's like, "Bro, I'm the manager at Tootsie's. I came here to like watch you DJ, like, and I love what you do. I love how you work them. I love all, all how you work the mic, the music right. you played it. Oh, we want to do a Latin night at Tootsie's. I'm like, all right, let's do it. You know, and it's been going good, bro. Fire. And and you know. Yeah, fire, like, fire. You know, so yeah, because I've seen, I mean, you 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 built that, and we we've talked about it off the air too. How you know, and that's what I always I mentioned it so other DJs that listen can always think about about that because like, I mean, Tootsie's has always been a spot, but it's not a spot where a DJ is like, yo, I'm at Tootsie's. Like, they kind of still have that stale. That they, they see what Eleven's doing. They see what BTs right. are doing. They see the, even Scarlet. You know, Scarlet does random bookings and which, right yeah. but but they're still on that thing where it's like we got to rotate the girls and mm-hmm. candy to the main stage candy to the main stage right. and, uh, <laughs> and i'm here like bro 11 just got these just naked chicks running around Man, bro and just let the dj rock bro and then you have the floor guy rotating the girls go over here bitch. like you know like like so they're that's the issue with tootsies right now is that they're trying to like blend the new world with the old world right. and it's too many conf there's too many right it's like it doesn't fit but we're slowly we're slowly you know getting that's in. dope that's dope but so you do like all types of parties in Miami, basically. You do the brunch, you do the the Tootsie's vibes, you do the big rooms, the brick, brick. I just have no lotter. This is the first time in my career where I have no Lauderdale accounts. I'm not doing anything in Lauderdale. Which I'm not complaining, you know. Right. It's not it's just interesting to me that like I'm not doing any that type of shit. <laughs> it's just interesting why no one's uh you know. <clears throat> but I think when you get older, like you said, you try to find places that align with you and your style because that's where you're going to maximize what you do because you're more comfortable or not more comfortable but like it'll work instead of like trying to force your vibe into like right and i'm at a point in my career too where i mean i'm just be oversharing but whatever like i'm about to one of my accounts i'm about to ask for a raise and i I think we've all been in that Mm -hmm. situation to where like damn we deserve more. We want to ask for the raise, but if they say no, will it rub them the wrong way right. and I lose out? You know, so what, like what's, what's I'm in like a poker thing with one of my accounts right now, where I'm gonna, you know, or I'm assessing my value. Like, okay, I'm worth more than what I'm getting paid according to what the bar is doing. That is so. 
I think you you know like when you're ready to ask that question, like you mm-hmm. know if you're in the right or if you're just like being a dick and asking for more money. Right. Usually it's like you come from if you're coming for a good place, hopefully they'll understand. And then DJs, I wanted to stress to DJs, like, bro, save your money to where, like, you could have money saved up to where you could make those plays and kind of risk, mm-hmm. like, yeah, asking exactly. for more money. Because then if you lose it, you still have a cushion, Yeah, you know? Like, always have a cushion um, to be, so you could play poker with these venues, you know what facts. I'm saying? And try to maximize so the risk is not that heavy on you, you know? Facts, facts. No, yeah, it's always important. And, like, don't feel attached to a certain venue, a certain residency, a certain paycheck. You know, to, to feel like you're their employee, that you have to still get that, you know, on the 1st or the 15th because not like play it smart, take that risk and, you know, maybe don't work for a few weeks and you go out, see the right people. Oh, I haven't seen you in a while. Where you been at? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, cool, whatever. You know what? Blah, blah, blah. And then the things come into play just r- randomly. Like, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've done it where I'm like, no, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm going to take these days off. And then you start going out. Some people see you more and. You go from there, you know. It's always it's a smart thing to do in the end. So when did you yeah. start Miami on the Rocks, bro? To shit on radio. I have like a, <laughs> I, bro, I have a vengeance of radio, bro. Yeah. And then they did my mom dirty, bro. Like, I have a vengeance of radio. Like, yeah. I want to shit on radio. You got that you chip know? on your shoulder. Yeah, bro. Like, bro. Yeah, like, my... My mom was on the air for 30 years, bro. And then during the pandemic, they're like, yo, you're not on the air anymore. They didn't even let her say, she had the highest ratings. They didn't let her say goodbye. Right. It wasn't like Angie Martinez. When she left Hot 97, they let her say goodbye. They did a proper farewell right. before the, no, they just, no soul. Just that's a, it's a soulless business, bro. Damn. And now I'm making sure that I make more money than the fucking morning jocks. Like, yeah. that's my goal. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, it, so when I did MIA on the rocks, I was like, bro, I want to make my own breakfast club. I want to do the same people every single week. And this was like 2019. And we we, we did a couple episodes, but we were coming out of pocket every single for a videographer. And then I'm like, and then it's a long, I tell people, if you want to start a podcast, if if you're not committed to at least five years, don't even start. It's yeah. a long-term play. Like there's no work. So they weren't, my co-hosts weren't really committed to it. And, and one of the girls got pregnant and shit. So I was like, damn. So I stopped it. And then the pandemic hit, I'm like, bro, I'm going to bring it back. And I'm gonna learn how to video edit, so I don't have to come out of pocket. So I bought all the cameras, bought all the shit, learned how to video edit, which is similar to aud- editing audio. So it, I picked it up quick, and I just do it myself. Sustainable. I like talking to people. I'm very. It's my therapy, bro, because I'm very social. But DJing, people think DJing is a social thing. It's really not. Yeah, I don't get to talk. To, I'm just in an office with people around it's on my computer. I, I don't get to talk to people and mm, like. It's you, like how the antisocial get to be social. That's the way I would say it. Like we're put. Like we're. A lot of DJs are like introverts, but like we're put in this place where you're like in the middle of everything. You're the center of attention, but you don't have to really speak. That's funny you say because I feel like I'm the opposite. I feel like I'm social and DJing puts me in a cage to where I can't talk to people. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the, I want to be To me like, it's the other way around because like I don't want to talk to anybody. Right, but, but then but when I I'm DJing, it, I'm like... You know, like, shout out to the girl in the blue. Yeah. And then she comes to me and I'm like, I don't fucking know you. Yeah. you know? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> like you get to be like this person like... Like, I, I, I'd rather be at home chilling, but, like, when I'm in the booth, I get to, like, let that out. Like, yo, right. what's up? Da, 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 da. And then I'm, like, playing music. I'm on the mic. I'm doing this. But then I'm, like, all right. Like, I love conversations. I love talking off. to people. But when you DJ, you don't get to really talk to anybody, yeah. bro. That's when people are like, well, you go out when you're off. Hell, yeah. I go out every single night I'm off. Yeah. Because I want to be social and talk to people, bro. DJ, you don't get to talk to people. You just got to look at your computer and just play the music and talk to the crowd. But you're not really having conversations. So I just do yeah. my podcast to just talk to people I want to talk to and 
that's it like you know like no no lane there's no niche there's no one it'll be a porn star one day it'll be a fucking real estate agent the next day yeah. and for that it's gonna grow slow you know it's not gonna grow as fast as i want it to but whatever i'm just being authentic to me i'm not no, it, chasing i'm not click baiting i'm not yeah doing none of that shit so no it's authentic it's, it's natural growing you know getting different people and different reactions you know i think that that's what kind of helps the brand overall you know to 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 hear other people that they don't even know they're they're interested in you know yeah, yeah. and also it's like what you said like we like talking to people so you know obviously we're dj so like that's our immediate circle but then you're like oh i'm kind of interested in what this guy does or and like that, i yeah. want to know about this or whatever and then you could use it to your dj advantage in the dj world because like you say you want to go to uh, go to get in a club hey man i would love to interview you on my podcast you know what i'm saying put a little battery in their back you know then you build that you could use it to like build relationships mm -hmm. too you know what i'm saying like totally and it's like you're sitting down for like an hour two hours you're actually getting to know the person so it's not like hey man you get let me know if you got an opening exactly right. and then <laughs> random girls when i just have random girls bro i treat it like i'm on a date this girl oh, won't tell this girl i've been wanting so long bro she won't let me take her out to dinner i'm like all right come on my podcast <laughs> like and then it's just a date with cameras <laughs> like you just added cameras like you don't want to do food she like, feels hyped she's hyped <laughs> yeah she's yeah, yeah. Hyped. she's damn oh so God. you asked her on a date she said no but when you asked her on the pod she's like mm, yeah. how many views you got yeah, yeah she even <laughs> said she's like let's do it i'm down i'm like all right just gonna, like, in my head i'm like bro this is just gonna be a date with cameras <laughs> like yeah. i don't understand like in your head, you're like, yo, the camera's going to come off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> or they. And that's crazy that you, your your mom has that so many ears in radio. Like, you, ha you come from that background. Yeah, bro. When it was like CDs and carts and shit. And my mom would be like, load the commercials. I'd have to look at the log and pull the thing and put it in the machine. What are them shits called? Eight tracks or eight tracks, like yeah. the carts and shit? That's what they used to be, right? Yeah, All bro. the commercials came in a little thing. The and commercials were in carts and then the C it used to be CDs in a plastic thing. You go... So that definitely is was a huge influence on like yeah bro I was around music my whole life bro and what is your mom and I was named at like my uncle is Casey from Casey and the Sunshine Band like my godfather oh, that's who I was wow. named after my dad and him are like best friends they grew up in Miami in the eighties you should put shit. that in the flyers bro in yeah. parentheses yeah that's bro actually, yeah bro he, so my dad is his road manager bro and he's like from Hialeah he's yeah. Casey's like a legend he's like a, a, he's around right he's like, a Miami legend yeah bro he's like sixty five still doing shows in like Chile and shit right. bro like. People, people, I've heard people that randomly see him in places out here and shit. And like, he pulled up the copper one time. He's like, play my record. He has like a little house record. Like, I'm like, I oh, you got a new I one? You, yeah. Oh, send that shit over. He's like, Ron. it's 23 on the European dance charts. I'm like, All right. send that shit over, bro. And what does your mom say about like you doing the podcast thing? And like, she loves, she loves it, bro. She's um, she loves it, bro. She's a, so now she works at the. She works in radio for the Seminole Station by Lake Okeechobee. So she works on a station with like fucking 100 people listening, but she has no rules. So she loves what she does. You know what I'm saying? Like she gets to play whatever. She's a country, you know? So she plays the old country, the shit that she can't do in corporate radio. So like she doesn't need radio. She just does it because it's it's her passion, you know? So she's up. up. She lives um by Lake Okeechobee now and in a, in a, she brought some property and doing the, the Seminole. She works for the Seminoles, bro. That's fine. So she's getting plugged in with them and That's fine. and doing a little radio station over there, programming all the music. She's the only one that works at the station. She programs all the music, does everything, and she's enjoying it, bro. Fire, it's, fire. That's dope. So you're putting out an episode every week or what are you doing? Yeah, man, every week. Every single Oof. week, bro. I skipped the week. I felt terrible, bro. <laughs> I felt like that's how I was in the beginning yeah. with with this one. I was like, I, something's got to come out every Man. Friday or fucking. We it's over. Finding, we we're finding like random. Oh my, this interview here. And whatever. Then I was like, you know what? I would rather do quality over quantity. So let's yeah. take it back. See, you know, if we if it doesn't work this week, fuck it. Like we'll put maybe a bonus or something. But 
I'd rather just do it, you know, right. Yeah. But nah, like it's true what you said. Like if you're not in it for a long haul, because like that's why I never stress it because I'm always like, yo, this is it's a slow build. Yeah. What it took Joe Rogan ten years? Yeah. It took yeah. Joe Budden like seven years. And mm. it takes it's a long play, bro. That's why you just gotta make it easy to do, easy to produce, easy. Yeah. You guys, it looks like it's easy for y'all. You know, like how I got it. Just set up the camera, boom, edit, and just get it out. Just make the process easy. So that way when you do it every single week, it's just seamless you Streamlined. know before you know 10 years go by and you have 300 episodes and you know and you're chilling yeah. and then that's the thing like once and one thing i realized is that it's having the back content of like all right you you start getting a good buzz or maybe this episode <laughs> pops off then you have a hundred and something other episodes for people to fuck with it's not like you just it's not like a rapper it's not like what I call the CJ effect of like you put out one good song and then you don't have shit to put out for the rest of your career, you know? Right, like, and it's dope. And that's why I like about the streaming era because like my old episodes are still getting crazy views. Sometimes my like my Veronica Rodriguez episode, mm -hmm. some weeks it'll get more views than the new episode I dropped. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like people go retroactively back and 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 yeah. your, your shit can garner views. You can still make money off song uh, off podcasts that are a year old, you know? Like yeah, that's what's so dope about the podcast thing, like. You could be doing it for years and then maybe there's one that just really sends you off and gets you in like a different space. But then you have those. Well, even in music, episodes. it happened to Russ. It took Russ had four hours of catalog before he blew up. And then when he blew up, songs that were three years old were going gold. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there's pros and cons to the streaming thing, but like that's yeah. one of the pros for sure. Like, yeah, I think, know. I mean, the content that having having back content and I, I, I've seen a few interviews of his when he talks about that and this is smart, you know. Don't think that because don't think that because you're not getting the likes that nobody's looking or nobody's like around. You know, people pay attention to all that. Plant shit. the seeds and they grow, bro. Mm -hmm. That's with anything, bro. Plant the seeds. Don't be in a rush to 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 pick the fruit. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Plant the seeds. That goes with everything. That goes with women. That goes with everything. Just be calm. Be cool with everybody. And then before you know it, ten years, seven years goes by, and you're like, oh shit, this is what this turned into. No. You don't even realize it looking back. Mm -hmm. You know, like. So, is there anything that you want to plug? Where can people find you? What's um, yeah, follow me on IG Casey Chops K C C H O P Z. Um, the podcast Miami on the Rocks. Follow that on IG M I A on the Rocks. Um, bro, I hold you guys. I have super respect for you guys, bro. Like any DJs that are like doing their thing and then doing things outside of DJing is is super dope to me. And I love how we both share the same passion for our city. Yeah, man. That well, is one thing that I really connect with people because I love my city more than I love anything else. It's unique. I feel like it's slept on. It's the best place in the world. I haven't traveled anywhere. It's the place where I want to raise my kids. I don't want to move here. I don't want to move from here. And, and I, you know, I have, I hold you guys in a high regard, bro, because you Thank share you, that same passion for the city for me, you know, like the culture and shit. So I appreciate that, you guys bro. will cast everywhere you Thank go you. and you DJ, you have Miami on your back. You rep it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Zaya, you've been doing this shit for a long time. You come from that, that era, that old, that Pipple era too, you know, <laughs> like that old, my, like your Miami culture, you they know what county, it is. Motherfuckers. Yeah, bro, like, yeah. you know what it is, bro. So, um. Um, whatever you guys need, bro. I'm here. Like, I want our culture to be shown to the world because yeah, it's, man, the the it's the best. It's the best in the world, bro. It's that's the plan. There's no place like Miami. Man. And I say that shit all. World, I say that shit all the time. Welcome to the best city in the world, motherfuckers. It's and they're like, it's a Caribbean melting pot. You can't find anything like it, bro. bro. Miami is the capital of Latin America. It's the perfect blend between like it has it's it's like a first world country, but it's also a third world country. Yeah, so you get time. the pros and cons of like both yeah. vibes, you know. People, you know, 
are still humble because their parents come from third world countries and shit. So they're grateful to be here. You know, I feel like Miami, we don't deal with all the bullshit that the rest of the country deals with. Yeah, yeah, Protest, like, mm. for the most part, we're in tune. Right, but like, right. like people's, our plights are different over here than what, what they got going on. I it's, feel like we're isolated. It's true. It's like everyone from Miami can relate because a lot of people come from that immigrant background. So they can understand where like things are going on in the world. But then because of that, it's also like, yo, I don't got time to worry about all this bullshit. Like, we understand that living in this country is like living in a Maybach. It's like driving a Maybach. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because exactly. we have that perspective of, you know what I'm saying? Like our culture comes from, you know, humble, humble generations right. before us. You right. know what I'm saying? So we, um, I feel like we're humble in a sense, but we don't deal with all the other bullshit that the other countries, I mean, all the, the rest of the country deals with, you know? Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Yeah, bro. Miami's the best city in the world. Yes, sir. That's a good good note to end on right Hell there. Hell yeah, bro. Yes, yeah, sir. It's MIA Radio. It's Miami on the rocks. And we it's, out. It's Miami, bro. The Peace. out.